From the Financial Times in London, I'm Ravi Matu, and this is FT News. How did ads for Citigroup, IBM, and Microsoft appear on the website of a designated terrorist? This week, the FT reported that an Indonesian jihadi website called arama.com profited from ads paid for by big Western brands. How did it happen? Joining me to discuss this is Robert Cookson, the FT's digital media correspondent who broke the story. Rob, just explain, first of all, exactly what is this website? Aramar.com is essentially a propaganda website that's run by a man called Mohammed Jibril Abdul Rahman, who goes by the online moniker Prince of Jihad, which gives you a bit of a taste for who he is. He was jailed in 2010 for concealing information related to the suicide bombings at luxury hotels in Jakarta in 2009, which killed seven people. And the US government said that he funded that bombing. He's also a prominent member of Jamaa Islamiyah, a militant Islamist group based in Indonesia that has ties to Al-Qaeda. So he's not the kind of person you should be doing business with. Indeed, it's illegal to be doing business with him because he's under sanctions in the US, European Union and by the United Nations. So these companies didn't intend to have their marketing messages appear on this website. What exactly happened? How did this process go about where those brands I mentioned all of a sudden saw their advertising appear on this dubious website? Well, exactly. They absolutely did not know this was happening. And the fact that it happened is a testament to the very complex and convoluted way that online advertising now works. Aramar.com had signed itself up to a bunch of technology intermediaries, including a service from Google called AdSense, which aggregates millions of different websites and serve ads to them. So what had happened is that these big brands like Citigroup and Microsoft had dealt with advertising agencies. Those advertising agencies used bits of software called demand-side platforms to bid for ad space through yet other intermediaries called ad exchanges, which are then connected in with millions of different websites, which are often aggregated by companies like Google. So that all sounds very complicated because it is. And essentially, the way this trading works is a bit like the way stocks are traded on a stock exchange in milliseconds with bids flying around here and there. And the advertisers are less concerned about where their ads are appearing and more about the types of internet users who are seeing them. So they're sort of looking at online cookie data and the like to target particular audiences and spraying ads all around the place. And as we've seen in this case, that can sometimes go wrong. Now, just explain to us then, arama.com is a website. You know, anyone can set up a website. How do they go from that to actually getting ads and then profiting from marketing spend via platforms that are operated by Google, say? The process is quite straightforward. If you have a website, you go to Google AdSense page online and you fill out an online form providing relatively basic information. Then you add a little bit of code to your site, which essentially allows little empty rectangles on the page to be filled by ads through this system. And really within a couple of days of applying, or maybe a couple of weeks, depending on how long the ad network takes to approve you, it all starts working and you start making money. You give them your bank details and they'll send you a check every so often. Now, there is a process by which Google is scrutinizing websites, but the trouble is they get millions of applications. There's more than a million online publishers or websites 
as part of Google's AdSense network alone. And they've got a staff of around a thousand people scrutinizing the publishers on one side of its network and the advertisers on the other. And in this case, it appears that that staff hasn't had the resources to pick up that this is not a website they should be dealing with. Just to be clear, when you informed Google of this, I believe they canceled the account behind this website. And they, like the brands that we mentioned before, they didn't expect the association to emerge. And obviously, Google is the biggest of a number of intermediaries. They're not the only one involved in this process of selling advertising, but they are by some margin the biggest. Is that correct? Yes, Google is by far the biggest and was the main technology player delivering ads to the site. It moved very quickly when it was informed about who was behind Aramar.com to cancel its account, and as did the advertisers to make sure that their trading partners took action quickly. So what does this tell us about the way the internet advertising market works? Because there are so many sites that must need to be monitored, and yet there's such a big profit motive. There's so much money in this world now. This presumably is a consequence of just the explosion of websites out there now. And the idea simply is that literally anyone who creates a website has the potential to earn money from it. Well, certainly anyone can try. And there are more scrupulous ad networks and less scrupulous ones. Google, by and large, is seen as more scrupulous, applying more checks and balances to its systems than some of its peers. Yeah, as you say, when there are so many websites, it's very difficult. And when there are so many links in the chain between the advertiser and the eventual website, and the actual placements of ads are done in milliseconds by automated systems, it makes it very hard for the advertisers to really see in great detail where their ads are appearing. Unless, of course, they take a more restrictive approach and only do business with a smaller selection of sites that they have relationships with or that they've very carefully vetted. Some advertisers will employ specialist verification companies who've basically constructed white lists of good sites or black lists of bad ones to try and avoid this type of trouble. Because this jihadi website is an extreme example. I don't think that this is a major route for terrorist financing in general. But there are all sorts of sites, you know, offering pornography or illegal downloads, which are connected into some of these networks, which brands really wouldn't want to be having their ads appear on. It's just damaging for their brand and possibly a waste of money too. So Let's pitch it forward. Where do we go from here? I mean, as you said, Google has cancelled the account of this site. The brands have asked that their ads be removed and presumably are trying to put in place systems to prevent this kind of situation recurring again. What is realistically possible and, and what are the parameters of what we can expect next in this battle to monitor all these sites and make sure that your brand isn't inadvertently associated with them? I think that what needs to happen is for advertisers, the ones with the money, to take control and demand much more stringent controls from the various intermediaries they use to buy ads. Because there is a little bit of a tension here. The guys in the middle are taking a cut of all the transactions that get placed on websites. So arguably, they don't have as much of an incentive to be as scrupulous about keeping every single website off and conducting all the detailed checks and balances. It really comes back to the advertiser, I think, to take control and make sure that everyone they do business with is applying really quite rigorous checks on which sites are allowed into the network. 
Well, I think this is going to be a hot topic for many years to come, and we'll be watching it closely, probably as closely as some of the companies who are monitoring the way their brands are used. Rob Cookson, thanks very much. Thank you, Robbie. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.